happen the podcast that makes your commute suck just a little bit less. Pre-recorded at the FTC edit at Lazarus Space Studios, recording for posterity on December 9th, 2016. To be aired, uh, maybe on the 17th of December? This might, wait, this might be our Christmas episode, because... This might be our Christmas episode? This week we got the most wonderful up. time of the year, McRib season. Next week is the one we recorded. <laughs> McRib season. <laughs> which is, what, the 11th? The 11th through the 16th. Yeah, so this might be... This might be our last podcast this, of 2016. No, this is, this is going to be the one that airs on Christmas week. We're airing it later. Not right now. Uh, we submit for approval the newest episode of Audio Debauchery. I'm Rodney Sinio. I'm Adam Flores. Ooh, man, that's cool. And I'm Cesar Valdez? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we go. got Cesar Valdez I was, I here. Thought I thought you were going to do an uh, uh, intro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually very nervous right now Don't because be shout out to David Merkel. He brought Ooh, us some see. moonshine to drink. So we're going to, we're going to take a shot for Rodney's birthday. Cause Rodney won't Incidentally, yeah. Rodney will not take a shot for Rodney's birthday yeah, no, because we're, we're going to take a picture of it and put it on the, on that just happened page. Cause this looks like a jar of urine. If it's good tasting urine, I'll put it in my mouth. It smells amazing. It smells absolutely amazing. I'm if just, it's a good smelling dick. I'll put it in my mouth too much. Well, I guess a bad smelling dick. Nobody wants that. I mean, there's little groups for that. Ugh, I hope not. Um, the little niches for that. But very happy birthday to our co-founder. Of course, we all love you. and uh, Happy birthday. I'm very happy to have you on the show. We got to silence Rodney's phone. Because he's getting Although, the obligatory uh, happy birthdays. On social media. Rodney, it's your birthday. That's the Simpsons you, episode with Michael Jackson. You know what we can talk about that we talk, touched a little bit on? And Caesar is just as much of an aficionado. Are you bringing that up because you said Michael Jackson? No. The Office. Ooh! Yeah. So we could. I have an aficionado. We might be able to break the, our little. Which, which, which group is. Which group of seasons is better? Office party. So Rodney, I'm gonna need my. We're phone jumping ahead because okay, yeah, like, this I'm is need turning into okay. this is not gonna be a traditional UTJH. Nothing was prepared for this show. Off the cuff, very much off the cuff. We're gonna have some of our topics kind of thrown around sporadically, but it's really just gonna be talking for the most part. Impromptu. Um, that just happened. So I said my favorite seasons of The Office are two, three, and four. I need my phone. Rodney said three, four, and five. I said two, three, and four. So it's really like right after the first season when you really start to meet Jim, Pam, and Dwight and all them. No, I said five, six, seven. Did you? Yeah. What did I say? Three. I said three, four, five, right? You said two, three, four. Yeah, two, three, four. Look at my my Netflix key. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm pretty with... sure if I queue mine up, that that'll be like. You said two, three, four, you said? Yes. Ah, uh, two, three, four, great. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> two, three, four, yes, are my favorite seasons. Yeah. I think it's because, but really, the, that's when we started getting into it, too. Yeah, but I struggle with picking them and, and knowing which season they are because I've seen them so much and I've seen them so many that they're all just like a jumble to me. To me, it goes by their life experiences. So when it's like, okay, Jim and Pam aren't together yet. That's season two. Oh, see. Then Jim gets shunned. So that's season three. Because that's when he's with... When he goes to... Uh, Karen Filippelli. Yeah, Karen Filippelli. 
Who was then, so hot, by the way. Then by season four, they're together and they're a couple. Those, that's my favorite realm of... A little transition? Yeah. No, see, I like... Okay, they get pregnant. I like the wedding episode. I like, uh, you know, Steve Carell's last season. I mean, come on. It was a good season, but 234 just laid the groundwork of these characters. So, like, uh... 234 is when you got the, the beginning of That's What She Said. Yeah. Todd Packer at his best. At, um... Michael Scott at his best with his op and with the whole like Dunder Mifflin crumbling. When he first and, started dating Jan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some of the best episodes when he starts. And the dinner Jan. party with Jan. When they were yeah, because he, he tricks him into doing a uh, inventory, and, <laughs> and then he's like he's not pretending he, to be he, on the phone with corporate. He's like, no, no, I will not do this. I, I love these people. They're like my family. Like, he, you could tell he had to throw that Who's, kind of shit in I there. I forget the tall guy's name. Which tall guy? Were they, it, that was in, like, the latest Oh, the Saber Gabe. ones? Yeah. Gabe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Gabe. He was a good addition to the cast, but when Handy got introduced into the cast, that was awesome to me. And that came in, like, three, right? Season three or no. four. I mean, but the yeah, Andy three. and Dwight duel... I mean, come on. <laughs> but see, he runs was... over him with his Prius. Yeah, he keeps well, another five see, That's season four, up. isn't it? No, no, that's season that's three. That's five. No, the that's five. Is it five? No, because he's already fighting with. That's right, because in, by season four is when they get together. Mm-hmm. Season five is when they're getting the wedding plans and stuff together. And then oh yeah, that's about. true. That was right before. That was at the Moroccan Christmas party. But yeah. but I feel like in in season four. But, Benny get, Han, but then you can't beat yeah. the Benny Hanna Christmas. Or even the White Elephant Christmas when he's like, you know, when he buys an iPod for Ryan. <laughs> the Dundies. Oh, dude, his crush on Ryan. I wish I wish every season had a Dundies. Yeah, I know. Like, if they did the Dundies every year around, um, like, that, the award season. Was it like be, the wasn't the guy who but played? The, I mean, the Michael Michael Scott Parker Company. <laughs> Scott's oh Tots. my god! <laughs> Michael Scott Tots. Tots. Michael Scott Paper Company Scott's was. Scott Tots is like one of my favorite <laughs> episodes. I that, can't do it with Scott like Tots, in, man. That's in like my top five episodes. It's like so <laughs> awkward because he's so like he got caught up in the moment of wanting to fucking be awesome, and he just makes this fucking empty promise to these kids. It's a, that is a good episode. <laughs> I can't pay for your education, but what? would be helpful in college are laptops which everybody needs batteries for <laughs> and i bought you all one I, I one of my favorite episodes is when michael scott burns his foot on his george foreman grill, grill because he like because he likes to wake up to the smell of crackling bacon I, I just love the fact that he's staying there with the cast he's all upset and jim's just popping the bubble wrap that's <laughs> he just wraps his foot in bubble because he says it's an air cast. All the ad libbing and the imp- the improv of that entire show is at some of the best at its finest. I don't and, think And you wouldn't get great other shows like Parks and Rec without the office. You know, that was that was the beginning of full on workplace humor. Yeah. Like workaholics you wouldn't have gotten. Um, uh, but, but workaholics is workaholics is like The Office on Coke. Yeah, but but it, Are we taking it a brought shot it yet. Yeah, we will. Are we it, avoiding it a little bit? It brought it to the <laughs> forefront of saying your your workplace is a funny place, and everyone in their life has said, "I wish I could write a book about the fucking place I work," or "I wish I could bring a camera in here so people could see the stupid shit that goes on day to day." And with The Office was the first time 
that you're watching and you're like, this could be my office. Yeah, a day to day in a nine to five with some you know weird ass company out there. Towards the later seasons, it got away from that, and it's it's my problem with it's always sunny as well. Everyone becomes a character, and my favorite episodes of it's always sunny take place in the bar. Same thing with like Seinfeld. Seinfeld too, yeah. Towards the end, like their shit just started. Get, I mean, still funny, but they just got completely so over the top. Yeah. But it was still pretty hilarious. Yeah, I was just listening to um, the new "You're Gonna Get a Disease," and that's what Luke was saying about Modern Family. Now, it's like uh, he said the show's run its course. And it's like it used to be about this like diverse family, it's like in normal everyday situations. And now it's like okay, the family goes to Australia, family goes to France, family. Goes yeah, to- I'll give you that. I mean. The- the one thing I will give Modern Family is they're pretty ballsy. Like, there's one whole episode that takes place on Claire's iPad. And, like, it's... I mean, it's it, it's an obvious cash grab for Apple. Like, pure product placement. But... Was it, like, unfriended? Kind of, yeah. But it's it's Claire, like, bringing up windows and talking to different people in the family and stuff and coordinating. And it's... Writing that episode had to be a pain in the ass. Storyboarding that episode had to be even harder... Because it's all basically done in real time. Like, it doesn't even look like there are a lot of edits in that. Um, so that can't be easy to do. So I, I give that that a lot of props. Super product placement, though. Well, of course. But, I mean, you take what you can. I never really got into Modern Family. Modern Family is one of those, like, again, like The Office. After season one, it gets better and better. I think it's... I, I, was, I was having this uh, thought the other day where... I would always find it awkward when my parents sat down and watched, like, old, like, Mexican shows like Cantinflas or Chavo del Ocho. And, like, oh, man, these shows are so outdated. Like, I don't... And then... But then you watch them because, you know, they're... And then you're like, oh, okay, they're, 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 they're funny. And it's like, no, now nah, this is our generation's, like, uh... Lucy, you yeah, know, I love, I love Lucy, Lucy and three Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah. Dick Van Dyke. See, see, I mean, that's that's another reason why I'm more partial to the five, six, seven, because that's when they started incorporating the YouTube videos that were going on, the pop culture references, the planking, the you know the the, the wedding parkour, video, parkour, parkour, parkour. parkour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get. Now, yeah, but then again, but if you if you watch the show, you see it go from the transition. Of where we were at when season two came out to where we are now. By the time they made it into season seven, because you see you see the whole show progress with like modern technology in the background. Well, I mean, even even in the episode where they go to uh, the branch wars and they're going to Utica to confront Karen Filippelli about poaching Stanley. And they grab Jim's phone and throw throw it out the window. He's like, they had all the pictures of my brother's kid on it, and he. They stop, they pick it up, and it's a razor. And I'm like, dude, you're not getting good pictures off of that yeah. fucking phone. Like, that's what that's what you're worried about. Oh, I have pictures of my brother's kid. No, it, that's not the phone you use for that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, It's one megapixel. <laughs> <laughs> right? But at the time, it was just like, you're like, holy shit, that was yeah. like a good phone at the time of that. And then, or uh, when Michael Scott had the GPS... And he kept following the GPS, and he followed it right into the like the into the river. Well, that's season what five? Yeah. Okay, just because I like two, three, and four, and Ronnie likes five, six, seven, or is five, it five six, six, seven. Yeah. It's not to say that I dislike five, no, six, seven. But I'm more partial to two, three. And but four. two, three, four are the seasons. I think those are the seasons that I first got on DVD. Yeah. And with our old we job, used to watch them 
all it was just the time. cycling on but, loop all yeah. the time. And that's when I that's we when used I actually to call became, each other and watch them together. Yeah, I became <laughs> an actual um, member of Dunder Mifflin Infinity. Their website because right when Dunder Mifflin Infinity came out, I jumped on the website, and you're able to become a you start as a temp and you move up in the company. I think um, season seven came with the box. No. Season six came with the box with the Dunder Mifflin employee T-shirt, and season seven came with the uh, the beats. Yeah. The beat Shroot Farms. But man, I mean, we made the joke about dropping the beats. Such such a great show. Period. I mean, Jane Spader was funny. Don't get me wrong. That British woman, the red-haired British woman, was funny. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell was very funny. Jim uh, Carrey needs to be in the Finger Lakes. See, but I stopped watching after. Michael Scott left. Once Michael Scott left, it was hard. It was really hard for me because I, I'm like... There were there were still some good episodes in there. Yeah, like you guys. but it's not... I mean, I finished. I watched it all the way through. I've seen every episode. I've seen every episode at least twice. At the very least. But nothing compares to the episodes with Steve Crow. See, I couldn't... I, I was just more loyal to... But Will Ferrell was a great ranch. I, I know he... I, I, I'm sure he was. But... I mean... I would love watching The Office because of how awkward Michael Scott was and how incredibly he's, insensitive he was to everything. But, because he but was it's just, because it's so naive. Yes. And he's, so, okay, so you haven't seen any of the Andy Bernard manager episodes, right? Okay, no. So, oh, wow. So, um, Ultron, <laughs> Ultron is the, he interviews for the, you know, Michael Scott's position. He walks into the office and he says, this is ridiculous. He drives down to Florida uh, to Kathy Bates, who is the CEO of yeah. Sabre, who bought out Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. And he convinces her that he should be the CEO. So he becomes a CEO, he takes her job, and he hires Andy as the branch manager. Okay? So one day, uh, you know, they're going over their numbers and he's like, well, it's incredible. You, you've increased your sales by 4% this year. Double it. And then he's like, uh, sure. Uh, Take me a couple weeks to get out of it. He goes, Robert California is his name. It's really cool. It's like, double it. So, yeah, and he's like, well, what am I going to do? Okay, I come up with a point system, okay? If you um, if you sell X amount of units, you get points, and here's, like, a nice scarf. And if you do, you know, 200 points, they'll get you this, you know, this mug. So, and they're like, well, what if we combine all our points? And he goes, for a thousand points, you can punch me in the face. <laughs> And then, and then everybody starts, everybody starts going crazy. And he goes, for 5,000 points, I'll let you uh, tat up the SS Bernard points to his ass. <laughs> so the whole episode, they're like working. Yeah, <laughs> like everyone's full on, on the phones, selling. Just to get a tattoo and put a, put a tattoo on yeah. him. So, I mean... Yeah, you're missing out if you you didn't you gotta give it a chance. Like, okay, uh, a chance. I, I, eventually I will. Maybe we'll watch that episode after the show. But it's like when you try to convince me to watch Friends, and I just can't pick it up. That's how I, I mean. That's how I'm with Doctor Who, so I can't be too mad at you. Ah, uh, but I don't. Don't you're, fucking. You're, no. I don't. You're not the level of let let's dumb hold on. That I am. Let's look around really quick. No, I'm a. And then you can you can say that again. It's like a. It's like. It's like a different level of like geek. It's really... a different type. Yeah, I guess. A Hoovian is not your regular geek. No. A Hoovian, to me, 
If, if you're a Whovian, you're automatically put on some sort of geek hipster status. I don't know about hipster status. No, it's hipster status. Because... Says the guy with a wolf t-shirt. <laughs> because, because you're... you're if you're a Whovian, you're, automa you're automatically a Simon Pegg fan. You're automatically a Ricky Gervais office fan. I mean, I... You're I, automatically I a Sherlock it. fan. Sherlock was good. And and either so either penny funny. either you're also gonna be a Penny Dreadful no. or Peaky Blinders fan. Uh, no, that's two different shows, bro. No, it's one like you you like you're, one so you're, end or the you're other. You're basically fucking typecasting me. That's why <laughs> fuck you. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ, I'm at sixty percent and we're recording. It's awesome. I've doubled my battery while recording. Double it. Can we take a shot? Alright, so let's move on to shout outs, which we'll get to. <laughs> of course, I want to shout out Maria for everything that you do. You're amazing. I love you. Shout out to Christmas, because I'm very excited. I've actually really been in the Christmas spirit this year, and uh, I have an elf on the shelf. Did I talk about that yet? We talked a little bit about that. We're going to get into that in another segment later yeah, in the show. That was actually a requested topic. Yes, that's why I want to bring it up. And uh, of course, I want to shout out to Rodney. Uh, we did a quick shout-out for your birthday last time, but there's a full-on shout-out, and with that shout-out comes the shootout. So, oh, God, come on. Why do I get... I'm very nervous. Stop We're, being a pussy. You got a shot going right now. That is surprisingly smooth. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's not good. That's dangerous. That is very like, dangerous. No grimace. Try No it. nothing. I'm telling you, man, there's no burn to it whatsoever. No. Like, I was scared. I was like, nope. No. It's it's very, very tasty. It still looks like a urine sample. It is not a urine sample. It's it's in one of those, it's an appropriately sized jar. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yellow. And there's a line. That is really good. Yeah, that was tastier than I thought it was going to be. Big All right, what are your shout-outs? Shout-out to David Merkel for that, yeah. Yeah, shout-out to David Merkel for the, um, uh, the moonshine. Happy birthday. It's like apple pie. It yeah. does. Uh, shout out to uh, Arlino uh, and Duda. <laughs> you guys are my guys. Duda, bro. We, uh, they're my uh, my coworkers. Awesome dudes. We had this uh, discussion the other day of what would happen if our career choice didn't work. And I s we have this uh, running joke about meat piles and being called piles of meat because uh, our friend Duda is about your stature. And Ardolino and I are about this stature, so he calls us piles of meat. And I said we should open up a, a male version of Hooters and just call it Meat Sticks. And it's just like a bunch of like normal looking dudes crammed into, you know, like tight clothing. And it's just, you're not very overwhelmed when you go there, you're just whelmed. You're like, oh, these guys look so like normal. Uh, so shout out to... Uh, but there, there's no appeal. <laughs> To come here versus anywhere else in the world. Open a restaurant called Monkey Paw. <laughs> the Monkey Tail. Um, so shout out to Ardolino and Duda, and then uh, shout out to Sophia for her graduation. Tomorrow. Ah, Getting yes. Masters tomorrow. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, so pretty big accomplishment with her master's degree, and um, shout out to Rodney. Uh, this has been uh, you guys. This has been. A, awesome venue for me to vent and partake in my dorkiness so it's the venting venue yeah 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 great alliteration by the way you're welcome <laughs>
Rodney, what do you got? Uh, just shout out to the wife for, uh, you know, taking me out to dinner tonight. Where'd you go to dinner? Hooters. Yeah! <laughs> That's always funny that you brought it up. I'm, gonna, I'm telling you, meat sticks. That'll be the name of my place. Did you get everything you wanted for your birthday? Um, man, I'm so hard to buy a present for. It's like, I don't even know what to buy myself, like, as a birthday present, because, like, yeah. When I want something, I'm the same I, way. Have it. I just get it. Dude, yeah. see, I just got Amazon Prime for a month because I'm like, it's I'm due for Amazon Prime. Like, I get the free sample. It's Christmas season. It's awesome. It's great. So, so then I jump on Amazon. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get some for myself. And I'm just staring at my phone for like 30 seconds. I'm like, you don't know what to do. There's nothing I need in this world right now. Yeah. Like I, I that I need in two day shipping. We don't talk about work, but I had a bunch of PTO uh, time that I need to take before the end of the year, otherwise I lose it. So if you don't use it, off. yeah. So I took the day off and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym, but I had some shit to do for work. And I was like, all right, I didn't make it to the gym. And I was like, picked up Jason from school and I'm sitting around like, when I go to work at this time, I, I fantasize about, man, I could be doing this if I had today off. If I only like didn't have to work, I could have been done deal one, two, and three. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm just going to fucking take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that, great, that's what it's turned into. Like... Ten years ago, my birthday meant we're going out, we're going to get dressed up, we're going to hit up a club, and we're going to go fucking crazy. Oh, man. Now it's like, just give me like two hours of peace and quiet. Whether I nap, whether I don't nap, whether I read. good food. Give me yeah. some good food. And like maybe some good, a good dinner. Yeah, and so, then yeah like a I wasn't even drinks, really in a all out like, whiskey, I want to go for like a steak or fucking, you know, I want to go all See, out. See, I like, do. I like a good steak on my birthday. Like a, two. like a. Fat tube steak. Oh no, no tube steak. Not a meat. Maybe a meat stick. You know, um, like pinchos. No, that's. I'm just doing a plug for our my fictitious uh, restaurant. Shout out to Norman. But I like I I like like a steak that's been aged and fucking perfectly cooked. I'm into that for my. See, birthday. I don't even. I don't know. I don't even need that because it's like. I'd be more at this point. I'd be more into like some atachera and some eggs, like and some mosas for breakfast. <laughs> like I'd I'd be more into breakfast than like going out. You know what I was? I was just talking to somebody about uh, Mahoney's brunch. And I'm like, fuck, man, those mimosas were good. Well, shit, if we're going all out, let's fucking go to Gary Lane on Sunday. Shit. That's true. But at least you know, at the time Mahoney's was down the street. Yeah. So it was like do 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 do. Okay, back. <laughs> yeah, that, was that, shit. that was the best. Like, you know, you go by, back and you watch episode of Three's Company and them always going into Regal Beagle. Like, having a neighborhood bar where it's like, you know, you you don't have to drive, you don't have to worry about valet. Have you noticed that there's so many bars in Chicago now? No, because I don't go to any of them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're looking at two dads at me. Like, I, I go... I uh, Two mi- middle 30s dads. There's so many well, as well. I'm still... So many bars now. I'm early 30s. Yeah, I'm still early 30s. Next year, I'll be 33. It's still borderline. All right, well, if you guys got any shout-outs, make sure to hit us up on Facebook.com slash hashtag spelled out U-T-J-H. All right, moving on. Just call it Fuck by U-T-J-H. Yes. It looks like hey, P, next time you talk by. to Ardolino and you see him, ask him about his tattoo. No, thanks. Just ask him about his tattoo. Is it Jaden Smith? No, just ask him about his tattoo. Okay. All right, ask moving on. about my wiener. Moving on to podcast news. We don't have any, but we still have to play the theme song because it's awesome. Um, Everybody's talking about my podcast. 
podcast Podcast news. Actually, somebody is following us on the Twitter page, so I want to at least give that person a shout out. I don't even. I think I think it might be a bot. So, who was it? Uh, Backbind. Thank God is following us. That's those are those things that women wear to lose weight. Like, oh, I have this waistband thing. It's a bot. Yeah. Um, And Frank Hondras, a guy that I actually do know, is following us. So thank you so much for following. Uh, hope all is well with all you guys. Make sure to hit us up to all of our regular listeners. Uh, you know who you are. Thank you guys for keeping up with us. Sorry for the impromptuness of our impromptu episode when we're impromptuing. And then there uh, we're just here to love you. Uh, all right. So moving on to all I just saw. Have you guys seen anything worth mentioning? Besides the impractical jokers thing, which I didn't even, I didn't even awesome. any thought into this. Have you seen Doctor this. Strange yet? Yes, I have. What's your take? Because we had a like. Oh yeah, we talked about this a little bit at uh, at headquarters for your brother's birthday. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Nelson. So, like, spoiler. I felt like it moved very fast, in the movie, but I think it was part of it because of what the ending revealed of mm-hmm. what he controlled. So I think, like, I remember sitting there and I'm like, oh man, this movie moved way too fast and then like, you feel like they just jumped right into it but then like, I realized that what he had, I was like, oh You can man, say what it is. The time stone? There you go. That, and I was just like, ah, okay. Maybe that was part of the whole ploy or part of the whole movie. <clears throat> you know, my only, you know, I think I expressed this to you guys. I've, I really thought it was going to be more of a serious undertone. Oh, should it. I be stopping? <laughs> I just realized. Like, um... Did you stop? No. Right. Okay. Yeah. I thought it would, I thought it was like, I thought it would have like a heavy feel like Inception did. You know, something along the lines of that. I'm um, glad it didn't though. Because then you run the risk of it being too much like Inception and The Matrix. Yeah. Where it's like... Like, the Inception and The Matrix, they had to explain, okay, you know, your your brain is ex- is accessing this whole thing. This movie's just, it's magic. It's all magic. And we, I think you can magic. get a lot more, you Boom. can get you can get away with a lot more when you say that it's just all magic. Because things just happen. It's borrowed from a different dimension. Yeah. or th- And you can just do things and you're like, holy fuck, it just happened, that's magic. And I appreciate how much easier it'll be to bring... Doctor Strange weapons in the Comic Con because it's like <laughs> they're just very abstract, like bullshit. You bring in a piece of plastic. I just, like, I, I, the only, you know, one, uh, one of the other things that I, I really thought that they were gonna convey, and I think they, they made a subtle, uh, nod. Not, no, not a nod, but they just alluded to it. Was that f- the fact that how powerful he really is, because he picked up all. You know this skill of controlling magic like that in comparison to well, to, to every, but he's not the sorcerer know, supreme yet. That's not the whole yet. Point. But you yeah. can understand how. I mean, I just hope it shows later on how powerful this character really is. Yeah, I really hope they get into it. I mean, I appreciate the the idea of the learning curve for him. That it was like just just like 
but that certain things were effortless to him. Yeah. And like while other people are struggling to understand, you know, the uh, the writing and stuff, he's like Google Translate. Like I don't like almost like he doesn't have time to to get into like let me study this language first. He's like, no, I want to get to the meat and potatoes of these spells. I want to learn what to do, not you know all that other filler stuff. Learning another language, baseless. Let me get into yeah, what's like when he went into like the. What's it? What's it called? It's not. Is it metaphysical when your body leaves your the astral plane? Uh, astral plane. You know, and he's studying in the astral plane, and he's just he's sleeping, but his, you know, his projected astral physical being is like reading everything, and it's just like, oh man, this is just. That, to me, it was it was just showing how incredibly powerful he's gonna end up. He's dedicated. Being. Yeah. Did you guys see the teaser for Spider Man? Yeah, that's yet? that's what I was just gonna bring up. No. You haven't seen Spider Man no. trailer yet? No. Do you want to? Yes. All right, we're gonna pause. It's really short. That's it's not that said. short. I mean, that's the. Oh, right, before we start, people are always like, "Oh, have you seen the teaser?" Like, back in the day, that was a full-on trailer. A teaser used to be, you might get like, you know, the spider symbol just starting to appear, and they would say Spider-Man Homecoming. That was a teaser. Yeah, true. All right, hold on. All right, so we just finished watching the Spider-Man trailer. Um, Fucked. Awesome. That is not a teaser trailer. I see. I saw the teaser. There was a teaser that I saw prior it, to it being re- the full trailer. Being oh, the released. one with with John Favreau. Yeah, it's like really quick. Yeah, yeah. It was like like ten, like eighteen seconds long. That's a full on trailer. Yeah. But they they still say that that's not the actual trailer. What? Yeah. Oh man, I I don't want to watch any more of it. No. Uh, any more than that. You're wor- I'd be worried about it giving stuff away. There's The international one has Shocker in it, though, apparently. I heard that there was one word like with the rhino in it, too. No. Or Doc Ock or some shit. No. Or they make a mention to him. I don't know. What do you think? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I wonder... Excited about Marissa Tomei. Yeah, good old... Oh, man, she's... Who is it? God, she still looks so good. Still think she's a good Aunt May. I mean, I don't. I never understood the decrepit ass old Aunt May. Like, all my <laughs> aunts the, look. Or like the decrepit ass. Like the age of Aunt May, you old, know, like not. Um. Alfred. Yeah. Well, I mean, Alfred, I'll almost give it. You know that he's an old fuck by the time he grows up. But it's I don't just. Know, I just saw. I saw a little bit of Batman, Superman. Jeremy Irons does an incredible job. Is. Alfred. Jeremy Irons? Yeah. Yeah, he does. I think he's an underrated actor, too. I don't think he gets enough... You're just, you just like him because of Dire with a Vengeance. And yeah. Scar. But he... But... he. I don't think he gets as many roles as he should be getting. Maybe, not, maybe he's not up for that many roles. Anyway, so thoughts of the spider suit with the wings underneath. The web... The web wings. I, I was never a fan of the web wings, but it looked pretty cool. I liked them. I mean, yeah, I always liked I was, those. I, I didn't really like the web wings. I never liked them when they were like... Well, no, I'm thinking more Spider-Man 29.9 with the tattered I hope, cape. I, I wonder if he eventually ends up giving him the fucking... The red suit with the spider legs. Like in Civil War. Oh, the golden red? Yeah. See, like the, just the suit without the legs itself, that was my favorite, you know... that I like that design in that The suit. red, the all red? The red, the red and the yellow, yeah. 
I don't. I like this. I don't. I'm, I was never really a fan of the wings either. It's very nineteen, like sixty-four, sixty-five Spider-Man. Because I remember watching. Uh, I remember reading Civil War, and then you know he joins them, and then he's like, "Fuck this," and he goes back to the old um, suit. Oh, like, oh, that made just made me real quick. Spe- speaking of comic books, shout out to uh, Xavier Rivera, a coworker of mine, recent coworker. Well, we've worked in the same building. I just never t- spoken with whatever. Um, we became friends on Facebook. He's like, oh, so you're a big Alex Ross fan? He's like, and I was like, yeah. And he says, yeah, because he used to come to where I worked all the time. Like, Where'd you work? He's like, oh, I worked at a comic book store for four years. I was like, wait, wait, what the fuck? What? He's like, yeah, I used to work in a comic book store. He used to just come in and bullshit with us for a while. He's like, weird dude. Nice, but weird. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, why have, have you not been getting... Where is Alex Ross from? He's from Chicago. Fuck you. Yeah. His... And he's like, he's like, you know his name is Nelson Alexander Ross? I'm like, yeah. Like My brother's name is Nelson Alexander Flores, both comic book artists. Wait, I didn't know Alex Ross was here from Chicago. Yeah, he used to he used to teach art at the Art Institute of Chicago for a while. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only, <laughs> only way you'd like that more is if he was British. Um, Fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie. Have you seen anything? Oh, I got one more. Sorry. Uh, oh, oh, it's empty. Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. Don't tell me anything because I want to. Still want to take Maria. I just don't have the time. Good or bad? I was. It was the British. I was fucking. It was awesome. It was great. It was a fucking. Awesome Eddie Redmayne, pretty, pretty handsome. According uh, the to the guy who plays the the fat guy in it, the guy who plays Kowalski. Um, I forgot his name. Greg, yeah, he, he was in Balls of Fury and. Good luck, Chuck. Yeah, he was really he was really funny in the movie. Good, great movie. Uh, obviously, it's like a prequel. Yeah, but it's still awesome. I heard it's actually very, very good. I just—it's very, very good. I just wish I had the time to see it. Well, that's your fault. That's your failure. Wow, you call you, you call your goddaughter a failure? That's your failure. It's her as a husband. fault. It's a failure as, as a husband right now. Rodney, what do you got? <laughs> um, the only other thing that I've seen is I saw a little bit more of uh, Luke Cage today. Just again, just trying to find something to do. And what are your thoughts? I I think I asked you this, but I just don't remember because I was so hungry that day. <laughs> I mean, I, I I like the show. I'm enjoying it, but it just I'm not motivated to move on to the next episode. Nope. I mean, I, I got to the end of one of the episodes, and I'm like, okay, I watch another one, or I'll watch The Office. And I just went back to The Office. Like Marie and I have got when we were watching like Jessica Jones and stuff. I was calling from work, like, hey, when I get home, get Jessica Jones ready because. Yeah, we're like, gonna jump into same thing with Daredevil. And this is just like I'd finish an episode late, and I'd be like, "I gotta work tomorrow." It's not a good show. It's not a good show. To me, it's not a good show. Do you know Dennis? Black Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw I shout out to Dennis. I saw him. I hung out with him the other day, and he's a fellow nerd mm-hmm. like us. And I asked him, like, "What's your thoughts on Luke Cage?" He's like, "I don't like it." And and I told him, I told I said the same thing. I'm like, but the reaction is, and I got called a racist for not liking it. But he he brought up the point. He's like, it's just terrible acting in the whole entire show. Yeah. 
And he goes, and the only reason, and the only reason people love it is because there's so much fluff around it with the whole like, uh, it's it's a guilt thing that people like it. They're like, oh, we have to like, we can't say that we don't like it because then people are gonna think that I'm racist for not liking it because it's a black character. No, I mean, like that bullshit Empire show, fucking garbage. I'll say that. Yeah, but right out. But he was just saying how it was just bad. At, all the whole like. Black Harlem and the hip hop thing and all that shit. It's just all like, it's just, just a masquerade to hide the fucking terrible acting behind that show because it's bad. It's bad acting. I think Gotham has worse acting to me. I Gotham is a lot better than this, in my opinion. Jada Pinkett. I think ruined Gotham for yeah, me. Yeah, but after after she's gone from the show, the show is actually really good because she's gone. That and I just I don't like. Have you watched it after she's gone? No. Then, then you're missing out. Once season two hit, I'm like, eh, it's tough. Season two was a lot better. Because then it turns into... The the big question with the Batman mythos is... It goes along with... Is if Batman was never around, would these... Would his rogues gallery even exist? But the thing is always... That's that, the big question. But the rogues galleries are... The guys from... Everybody from the rogues gallery in Gotham are starting to... They're starting to, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm going to say. Before before he that, even decide, Batman that, even comes that, out of nowhere. That's what that's what bothers me. Is like, like without Batman, there shouldn't be a Harvey Dent and Two Face. Without Batman, you shouldn't have as much. Like, of course the Riddler's walking around already. Of course the Penguin's already existing. Like it just, it's, and again, what year is Gotham in? Yeah, but the thing about Batman and Batman, Joker, Batman versus Harvey Dent, Batman versus all that. Already, you're still you're no, just it's oh, keeping me burping. It that's that's his penance because he feels guilty for creating them. But it's just it's one of those things. I'm like, I don't know what time frame they're they're trying to put the show in. I think that that's the idea. I mean, they're trying to make it timeless, like. Even if you look at Batman 89, I mean, there's not... Yeah, but I never liked that about Batman. Like, I get it's stylized to be, like, the 40s. Yeah, but it's that's called Gotham for a reason, because it's got, like, a really big gothic influence But there's it. there's an actual Gotham City. You, you don't see people walking around in that, you know, wearing brimmed hats and shit in the actual Gotham. Like, nobody's like, well, this is a gothic city, so we have to dress apart. No! It's fucking nowadays. It's just the name of a city. You know, like, it doesn't have to be like, like that. Batman vs. Superman? Is that what you're referring to? No, like like in 89 Batman, in, in Batman the Animated Series, in, in Gotham. I'm like, nobody walks around with brimmed hats. It, they should. I I love the, the style of it, but it's... It's very noir. Yeah, it takes, yes, like... That's but exactly the, ter- the term for but it. But it's forced. It's forced noir. In Gotham? The show? Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. They walk I, around like that. Harvey Bullock walks around like that. Have you seen season two and no. on? You've only seen the first. Watch season two and on. Like even fish. Like nobody has gangster. Uh, I still out of all the the TV series like right now next to like Daredevil and Jessica Jones right now Gotham is up there. Past Arrow. Past. I, I think Go- the, the other the, thing is like Wolverine the comic world is oversaturated with Batman. Uh, yeah, but we've that's why I've said he's my least favorite character. I'm not even going that far. It's just 
like I don't need I'm, I'm like, I don't need any more fucking Batman, Batman stuff. Enough yeah. Batman. And that's how I feel with Gotham. Like maybe in a couple years when Batman shit dies down, pains me, maybe. As, as much as it pains me to admit it too, same thing with Superman. Superman, yeah. But there's a lot more oversaturation of But Batman's, Batman. like, like the Justice League Dark movie that's coming out. The rated R Justice League Dark movie, it looks awesome. You're, you have John Constantine, Swamp Thing in a movie. All these characters, it's an animated movie. And it's awesome. And Batman's the leader of it. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Because you don't need Batman there. Because they're making him uh, they're making him out to be the human being that's in charge of all these people. Oh my god, dude. Drives me fucking crazy with Batman. All the time, Batman. And that's and if I hear one more fucking nerd say Batman could beat up anybody, I'll kill someone. I will kill somebody. Batman versus Daredevil. They'll, they'll be like Batman. Bat- and who, who, and who do you think? Batman versus Daredevil. Daredevil. All day. Absolutely Daredevil. And but the thing is, I mean, martial arts wise, you gotta go Daredevil. I mean, he's the leader of a fucking clan. Even besides that, what? See, it's not. That's not a good enough answer to non-nerds. Oh, but yeah, because Batman will find a way. Like it'll it'll be pitch black and it'll be it'll be pitch black and Daredevil. I'm like Daredevil. Daredevil obviously has the advantage. Well, Batman will probably have UV. You know. Specs in his. He's like, oh, Batman will fucking knock out his hearing and all that shit. And it's like, but he, but Daredevil doesn't, doesn't perceive everything just off of hearing alone. Dude, it's it's taste, feel. It's like Green Lantern. Like everyone's like, he's taking out Green Lantern. He could do it again. No, he hasn't. He has not. He he has punched back Hal Jordan, but that was like. Either way, like people don't realize. Even with Batman vs. Superman. Green Lantern has, has saved the crazy. universe. He's, he, the Green Lantern has saved the entire universe. And what has is, what is Batman saved? Maybe a city. <laughs> Maybe Earth. The best is that he's... Everyone's like, I love Batman because he's such a loner. You mean besides Robin? Oh, yeah, I mean, Robin, yeah, but nobody else. <laughs> oh, you mean like Nightwing? Well, yeah, he's got like Batman and Nightwing. I'm so like, like Batgirl... Shut the fuck up. I'm like, like, dude, don't don't question me. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Swallow this fucking rhetoric that you see <laughs> and everything. Like, this fucking comic book rhetoric about, like, um, <laughs> just Batman being the best fucking superhero in the DC universe. It's like, no, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. All right, let's move on to some of our other stuff because... Uh, uh, yeah, back to Luke Cage. It was... I, I just still don't... Yeah, acting's pretty rough. What, what episode are you on? Uh, five? Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, it's not, it's not good, man. Alright, so, moving on to some of our topics that uh, some of the podcast people have set up for us. Oh, excuse me. Um, Steve and Michael Barta says, best fighting game combos, ground or air juggle? So, like, air combos versus ground combos. You're basically out of this. But Rodney and I, we're both not big on air combos see i yeah. am i like doing air shit i don't like being on the ground what was the last video game that you used an air combo with mortal kombat 3 <laughs> but see those aren't those still aren't air combos because you start with a jump kick and you, you knock the guy down and then start fighting all like like i could do combos in mortal kombat 3 and it's all ground combos and it's still like you know amazing but it's I'm talking about like you knock somebody near while he's in midair. You're fighting, 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 fighting. Then the other character comes in in Mortal Kombat, in uh, Marvel's Capcom. 
fight, fight, fight. Then another guy comes in, fight, fight. And I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing with this? You can't block any of that shit. You have to hit the exact combo that the other person's using to be able to block it in time. I'm like, how am I supposed to do that? That shouldn't even be in the game. Yeah, I don't know. That was a new dynamic in that game because, I mean, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 I was pretty good at. Yeah, probably not as good as Steve and Jared, but still. No, but I mean, you know. I can hold my own. Now, Street Fighter, I'll kill either one of them. But it's it's ground combos, you know. It's it's actual fighting. Not actual fighting, but <laughs> more realistic. Uh, better name, Betty or Veronica, Daphne or Velma. Thanks, Jared. Better name? Uh... Betty, because that's my dog's name. Okay. Daf- Daphne or Velma? I mean, is it, is it just a choice or just a name? Just a name, according, according to him. Um, Betty, it's easier to say. Like, character-wise? Is that what, the, what, what do you mean by... No, what, like, name, like, just as a name. Velma. You think Velma's a better name? Than Daphne? Daphne at least sounds like a name. I've never met a Velma before in my life. Yeah, but I if when I think Velma, I think completely out of the ordinary. That's the hipster in me. It sounds like a British name. Fuck you. Uh, you if, if you if I heard, if the name was like fucking like Jing Wing, you'd be fucking oh, all go over fuck it. Fucking yellow fever, motherfucker. How about a weird or not weird? Uh, Elf on the shelf. That was the next one. Um, I'm doing it right now with the kids. Um, what's the point? But still not. I mean, it's so, still weird. So but Elf of the Shelf was actually started in the nineties. Um, although it's you know trying to make itself into a Christmas tradition, which I don't know. I'm from I'm from the old school. Santa knows when you are sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. You know, because that's Santa's job. The Elf on the Shelf is like the middleman. Like, so you, you you put the elf around the house, like on the shelf, like on top of lamps, have him doing funny things, but the point of him being there is to report back to Santa. Hold on. Let's, let's rephrase this. This is the point of story for the kids of what's happening. The actual reason why you're doing it, personally, is to get a rise out of the kids. Because every morning, that's they're running around the house looking for the elf. And it's, it's a way to introduce them to that magic that they can tangibly see. Because it's like, hey, it's there. And then, of course, they walk into another room. I move the elf so away. Basically you're they te- come you're back te- and they're you're like... You're <gasps> teaching them that there is this fucking doll roaming around your house at night. That could potentially be like a cross between like Chucky or no. Woody. You're overthinking. Doing random shit in your house. You you got to see the in level the, of in the name in the, the in the in the name of the Christmas spirit. The level of excitement that hits those kids when they see that that elf in the morning. Yeah, but what do you make it do? He, half the time he's not doing. Like I just put him on. Hey, he's on top of the fridge, and they look and like he's just supposed to be you know like like almost like I make it so he's almost trying to hide himself so that he's like taking notes for Santa or whatever. So when the kids see it, they're like. Like, nobody move. Look, look. It's the elf. And, like, you know, Sessie gets so excited and she starts screaming and pointing. But you can't touch it. That's the whole, that's another po- premise of the whole thing. So that the kids aren't grabbing it. Like, ah, I love it, bam. Because you touch it, it takes the magic away. That's what the story says. Because it comes with a book and a story. Okay. 
um, and the kids have to name it. So I understand what you're saying because Dave and, and Sam Merkel have the same feelings with it where it's like, you know, this this is what tradition is, this is what it's always been, who needs a fucking elf? But, and I know we're not supposed to talk about religion. You're so it's, progressive. It's, You're so progressive. But it's the same, it's, it's the same thing with like, like angels and God, right? For for like like yeah, God should just know to answer prayers. But you know, some people are like, oh, I have a guardian I, angel that I looks have, out I have for a me. Question for you. Are, you, are you guys gonna be the ones that are gonna break the news to your kids that it does that he doesn't exist, or are you gonna wait till they find out? No, I'm I'm sure I will. Um, I really doubt that my kids are gonna buy that story. <laughs> like, I don't know. I had a hard like. I had a ton of questions when my mom tried to explain me Santa Claus, and like I saw right through it. Like, I have a feeling my kids are going to be the same way. I mean, but see, your kids at the same time though, like like Jason, right? He has, you know, I'm not going to say more imagination than you did at the time. He does have a lot but, of imagination than you. But like like things like that, he he might be more susceptible to because it's like you know he plays with toys, he gives them voices, he. Yeah, on the, on the, on that other hand, like we do go to the zoo, and he does want to see like dinosaurs because he watches Jurassic Park over and over. Again. <laughs> there, there's a gate somewhere where I can. <laughs> if I jump in this Ford Explorer, eventually we're gonna drive by a goat. And... That's awesome. So I mean, I don't know. My kids are totally buying into it, and but has has anybody noticed? Maybe it's just weird because we're older, but there's not much exposure of Santa anymore. No. On... Like when we were younger, like Santa it used was to be like, like Coke commercials with Santa, and, you know. But I mean, we don't watch. But I think kids that's what will make that it. That's what will make it. I think a little bit harder. But see, not okay, growing up, there wasn't that PC of well, we can't really say Merry Christmas. We we have to say Happy Holidays. Santa's associated solely with Christmas, so we can't bring him into it. That's so funny. because it's gonna you know it might. Disrupt the our viewers that the, celebrate Hanukkah the, the or pure, the, it's gonna, it's gonna, or the non-denominational it's gonna, Yeah, it's going to tarnish the fucking pure pussy psyche of these fucking lames. And, and to me, like, that's that's the other reason why I like Elf on the Shelf, where it's like, yeah, my daughter can already recite Twas the Night Before Christmas. So she understands the con- concept of Santa's coming to bring presents and knows that, you know, this is happening and everything. Um... But it's just it's it's just one little extra thing. It's like it's like it's like our version of Frosty the Snowman kind do of thing. Do you do? Oh, Santa is here yet or no? Or like Santa's not gonna bring you your presents? Yeah. You already do do that. Yeah. I try not to do too much of it because then I don't know. Like part of me wants to be like, look, be a good kid, one way or another. Don't do it because you're gonna get presents. But yeah, I do find myself being like, hey, like, you know, they do something bad and I'm like, Santa and, you know, the elf are watching. Oh, oh. And then, you know, Sebastian doesn't give a shit. Sebastian, if if he could flick off that elf, he'd do it already. That's because he's a... Like, fuck you and your elf. Like, you know, (laughs) I want the crayons. So, I don't think it's creepy. I mean, it's still kind of creepy, but it's meant to be that Yeah, I mean, for me, it'd be kind of creepy. What puts me off about it is like, I understand, okay, kind of, okay, we're starting Christmas tradition, kids get excited about it. But then that's a proprietary elf that you buy, and it's turned into a whole marketing thing. They're like a series of books that, you know, they're just trying to peddle. It's kind of like... See, I... Well, it was the same thing with Santa Claus, though. But I'm going to get... Yeah, but I mean, it, there's not, like, one company that produces the Santa Claus doll. Oh, I... 
Well, and I got books. I've got one doll, one book to go along with the doll. It's one little box set. The end. See, That's it for me. If I was a little kid, I see maybe not at Cece's age, but at at a certain age, I would be terrified at the fact because I would like at one point I would just like wake up and like turn on. You know, like I would be all like, there is a fucking creepy little elf scurrying around my house doing random shit well see, around christmas see the story is what the fuck when okay so when the kids see him in the morning they walk away and then i move him the whole premise is he flew to go see santa so that he can tell him what's going on so he's not there the rest of the day Oh, fuck he yeah. just shows back up by the time <laughs> I, morning If comes. I was a kid that was starting to become like uh, self-aware, I would be fucking creeped out. I'm like, who the fuck is this little fucker think he is coming into my, coming into my house? Fuck you. Self- you. Don't fucking judge me. Yeah, what's self-aware? self-aware? Like Skynet? <laughs> yeah, right? I must kill the elf. Like, what are you, vi- what are you vision? Um... Starts the, deploying little robot elves. <laughs> just like, who them. are you? Uh, I, you know, I just start fucking staying up all night trying to figure it out and watch Caesar this has fucking... has cyborg elves <laughs> running around his house. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. What was I going to say? Uh, Speaking uh, of fuck. Let's talk about some fuck yous. Ah. Uh, oh, fuck you to the guy today. I was on 55 going south. And I was, I got on a, at uh, California, going south towards Cicero, and a guy gets on the expressway at Pulaski and decides, no, waiting around isn't my cup of tea, and drives on the entire shoulder all the way down to the Cicero exit to get off there. And it's what? A mile? I want to say... Like, no hazards on not trying to merge let me, let me piggyback off of that and just, like, a fuck you to just everybody that drives in traffic. It's like, I get it. And the person that rear-ended I, my mom on the expressway yesterday. Fuck you to whoever that lady is. I, I, I just hate... I think people's driving skills have been diminishing more and more. It's like, especially during rush hour, it's like, fuck you... I get it. It's rush hour. Everybody's off of work. Everybody's life is so important that you want to fucking leave work. Like, you're not more important than me trying to get home safely, A. And where the fuck are you rushing to that you need to get so fucking fast that you're riding my ass the entire the time. Be, the best is to when go somebody's... To your fucking house. When somebody's honking and trying to get around me and there's a red light up ahead, I'm like, you're going nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. It's like, fuck you. So you're going to get maybe in front of me and your car up. What, what, what? Why are you so desperate of getting home? So you can go home to your fucking apartment or your house and watch fucking television like a fucking loser? Oh, I can't wait to watch The Office tonight. I mean, I, I I want to rush home to watch television, but I'm not fucking trying to kill somebody. No. Fuck. I, Rodney? Fuck you to everybody. <laughs> the blanket statement. Uh, my, my fuck you goes out to my neighbors. It's that time of year again, and uh, it's uh. starting to snow. Um, can't get a parking spot anywhere. And, and, you know, if you're parking in front of a handicapped space, you know, park right up to the sign. Don't leave half a car length 
in front of the handicap space where no one else can park. <sighs> because you're, you're, you're leaving another half a car length in front of your car, which basically means you're taking up two spots. Like, you're blatantly taking up two spots. Like, I, I can understand if your car seems like it's taking up two spots because you park there first and then the car's just kind of, you know, trying to keep their distance from you. But the handicap space is a sign where, like, this is the end of the handicap zone. And even then, those, like, spaces are, like, way too big. Like, do they They're assume... giant. Do they assume, like, all handicapped drivers drive Cadillacs? Because it's, like... I think, I think it allots for the amount of space for, like, one of those... Vans. Vans that can drop down and open now, up the, the thing. The thing... But the thing is, I have a van, and it's about that size, <laughs> and it's way bigger than my van. Like, I, I, can, I, I can finally realize why my dad is so angry now, like, nowadays... Because, like, the older I get, like, the dumbest shit just fucking irks me. Like that. Like... Wait till you have kids. When you don't park and you don't move your car up or back to give space for another car that could potentially fit, you know, because the next person could potentially fit in there. God damn, that annoys me so much. Agreed. Because, like, if these three cars moved up a little bit up further, my car could fit in there, too. The worst is when I see a spot that I'm like, man, that's too tight. And Maria's like, you could fit there. I'm like, it's not about whether or not I fit. It's to, it's that it's going to take 10 minutes for me to get into the spot. We're going to be where we are for another 10 minutes. And then I'm going to spend another 10 minutes to get out of the spot. Yeah. So that means I spend yeah. more time getting Parking. in and out of this fucking spot <laughs> than we're going to spend in the place, period. Oh, man. I agree. I agree. Sometimes it's sometimes it's just more worth it for me to park in a further spot, and it's just whoop, just walk. fuck it. It's like ah, uh, I don't want to spend all this time fucking getting in and out just to fucking be there for a little bit. I agree with you, a hundred and ten percent. All right, moving on to our really really sponsored by Lim Insurance. For the moments in life when you find yourself going, really, really. Make sure you're insured appropriately, whether it be for home life auto or porta potty. You hear that, mom? Give a limb insurance a call today. Get a free quote. Now 312-945-6254 or visit their website at alimbinsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M for a limb. Because it won't cost you an arm and a leg? So, so my really, really this week goes out to Navy Pier. Um, past couple years has been a tradition. I don't know if we talked about this on the last show, but past couple years has been a tradition for us to go to Winter Wonderfest. We might have. Because, um, you know... I don't, I don't get to ice skate much, and, you know, I think it's a lot of fun. I haven't taken the kids ice skating yet, but, you know, I will eventually. And I do like, at Winter Wonderfest Navy Pier, there's an indoor ice skating ring. Um, you know, and they started adding rides and trees, and, you know, it used to be just trees, a couple inflatables, an ice skating ring, and a rollerblading ring. And then they've added more and more to it, and um, they started charging for... Uh, it used to be free to get in and charge for the charge rides. For the rides. Yeah, and then now they're this year. I think this year might be the first year they're charging admission. I th- no, last year it was charged to get in, but it was it's like pretty minimal. Yeah, it's like, like five bucks to get in. Yeah, and then the rides. So now they're charging twenty three dollars a person to get in. What the fuck? All ages. <laughs> All $23. ages. Twenty three dollars. Okay. Fuck you. So that means including parking. I mean, it might be upwards of $150 for me to take my family to see a bunch of trees, a fake bearded Santa, and maybe go ice skating. 
Cease was pissed. Like I could I could get more use of that money with a day at Great America. I could dye my beard gray. I can I can for twenty three dollars. <laughs> I can pay for a Brookfield Zoo membership for that kind of money. Yeah, but even even Six Flags is pricey now too. It's like more expensive now. Well, yeah, but I mean, a hundred fifty bucks. Hundred fifty bucks, and it's it's if even if you were to walk the entire area, it's like fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's, it's not even the size of a like half of the comic book convention. Fuck you. Yeah. Really? Really? My really, really goes out to Rodney for, again, complaining about the people that park on his block. And his, <laughs> and his family alone has, like, six cars associated with that block. If I lived on that block, too, and I wasn't in this family, I'd be like, go fuck yourself, you people with 18 cars. All right, I'm fuck gonna yourself, p- mister. I have a driveway now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, it's, I'm going to be fucked this weekend when that snow hits, and i got to clean it up. Uh, first world problem. My snowblower, I gotta push it down the driveway. Hey, man. This is my first year getting it after three years. My oh, you really, finally have a snowblower? Yeah, my, I'm so jealous of you. Dude, I will say this. I want one so my, bad. Really, really over the fact that I've shoveled for the past three years like a sucker. Hurting, <laughs> hurting my back. I used that snowblower the other day. When like it a snowed, fucking sucker. When it snowed and I'm like, I've been missing out on this. Not even just for the past three years. The three years are the only years I've been responsible in my house. But for the past 30 some odd years, well, let's say 25, of me having to clean off my parents' house, shoveling there. I'm like, if, we, if I had a snowblower, hey, we need the, the front clean. You got it. Fucking 10 minutes, I'd be done with everything. It changed, it changed my life, that snowblower. I have no qualms saying that that piece of technology was 100% worth it. One of the best investments of my life. I'm sure it was. Oh, my God. Maria was watching from the window, excited for me. Because she's like, oh, it works so well. Like, it's, I'm shooting it over my neighbor's yard. Million-dollar so, idea. Robo-snowblower. Yes. Robot-snowblower. You put, like, a GoPro in the, in the front of it, and you're just watching from inside your house as you're just moving it around? Yeah, but there's something about... It, it makes you feel manly when no. you go out and clean this, the snow, though. It makes me feel manly for the first 10 minutes, and then I st- start to get spina bifida. I, I wouldn't mind being oh, able to... Spina sh- bifida is a fucking... I know. I wouldn't mind shoveling my driveway from the comfort of my bed. Like, True. Not even getting up. Dude, you wouldn't mind doing anything from the comfort of your yeah, bed. Work, shoveling, <laughs> eating, myself included. If you had... The force, I think you would find a way to be lazy with the force. Yeah, that's why I couldn't be. You would, you would even want to like lift up your hand. You'd be like, <laughs> remote it's not charging. Because I think my phone's broken. Let me see. There it goes. So anyway, um. Just leave it. Just leave it. Just fucking leave it. Is it charging now? Yes, sir. Yeah, it is. You're at 11% and you're still fussing around with your fucking phone? I'm at 100. We started this podcast at 30. That was awesome. I love the lightning charger. Rapid charger. Lightning charger and iPhone charger. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Alright. Any other topics you guys want to bring up right now? Um, Did we miss any? I think we covered them all. 
Your phone's imploding. It's, I think I need a new phone. Why wouldn't they let Jesus in the inn? Racist or not racist? Sorry, Nick, that's religion. Uh, oh, best Christmas TV special. Die Hard? TV no, special? No. <laughs> when it was on TV? I gotta go Charlie Brown Christmas. I mean, there's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, there's... I used to look forward to all the Christmas episodes on TGIF. Because <laughs> it would be like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Best Christmas episode of a TV show. Step by Step. That is a little hopper on The Simpsons. What'd you say? Best t- uh, Christmas episode on a TV show. I might have to go Benny Hanna Christmas. <laughs> Just for the fact that Michael has to mark an arm of a chick in that episode. Fuck. Just leave it there. It was charging there. It keeps, like, fidgeting. Uh, Which is pretty fucked up because they actually did switch actresses. Yeah. I never noticed yeah, that. The, the chick that he talks to in Benihana about, hey, you want to come over? By the time they get to the office, it's a different girl. Yeah. <laughs> we we got to watch that again just to verify. And then we got to watch... Uh... No, it's 100% true because I remember watching it the first time. I'm like, that's not right. And then I... I hit the rewind on it. Uh, but yeah. Is there a director's commentary on that episode? I really like that. Oh yeah, I never thought about that. Just fucking, why don't you take it off of vibe so you don't have to hear the boom, boom. Just yes, put it on silent. Take the case off. Maybe that's what's obstructing you. Oh no, the phone's just fucked. I dropped a uh, weight on it there. the other day. There. You dropped the weight on it? See, that's one more reason why I don't exercise. Why don't you just get another phone? I think I am. I'm gonna get the Google Pixel. You go through more phones than fucking I go through underwear. Um, so you said Santa's a little helper? Christmas TV special episode? Special, I always gotta go Charlie Brown Christmas. I always have a place in my heart. I can't wait to show it to the kids because Ceci loves Charlie Brown. And now anytime Linus and Lucy come on, Oh, by the way, Ceci's taking part in guessing Christmas song. She have a point yet? She only no. She only says three songs, four songs. Either Charlie Brown, which is Linus and Lucy, so where she goes like this because she wants to pretend to play the piano. Um, Frosty the Snowman. Jingle Bell Rock, because Maria says it all the fucking time, and that's her what automatic is your guess. Ceci sings. Ceci sings along to Master of Puppets. Yeah. By Metallica. And she says Christmas star all the time. I don't know what's. What that is. What's your fa- favorite Christmas song? Uh, Little Drummer Boy. I don't know. I might I might be uh, tied between Last Christmas and uh, All I Want for Christmas. I'm surprised you didn't go Christmas Sarajevo. Yeah, it's more of like a canon song. I really, I'm really partial. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas? No, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. At least not be done? Yeah. Were you the one who showed me that sign? Yeah. There was a for lease sign and the person put Navidad after it. For lease Navidad. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's another one of Mexican my favorite humor. songs? Oh, you know what? Uh, a favorite, uh, one of my favorite Christmas songs. The one that goes song. holiday. My favorite. Oh, uh, the Beatles. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Beatles oh. version of the Christmas song. Figures. Hollow Notes has a Christmas song. What, what was their what was their Christmas song? That's a good one too. Wait, uh, Christmas specials. Um, Mickey's um, 
Mickey's rendition of uh Oh, uh Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yes, very good. good one. The Muppets one is just as the good. The Muppets one is good. Uh man, I've just realized that I don't know dick about Christmas specials. And I used to love Christmas. I mean there was like the the claymation ones, the Rudolph, the Santa one. Ooh, yeah, but not to the point where it's like I I would look forward to watching them. I mean, a Christmas I would story is a be movie. Really excited. But... I would actually just be excited of Christmas episodes for my TV shows, like my favorite TV shows. Did you day. see that somebody spliced uh, a Christmas story when he's shooting the Red Rider BB? Uh, Nelson posted it. It was when Ralphie is shooting the Red Rider BB gun, but he's knocking out zombies in the yard instead of what, instead of bank we, robbers. Have, we did this one already, but you're. Favorite holiday movie. Okay. Huh? I was going to say actual Christmas movie, not... Iron Man 3. (sighs) (laughs) Like an In the Feels Christmas movie? Yeah. Home Alone Alone gets me in the feels all the time. Home Alone 2's been on a lot lately. A Christmas Story gets me in the feels, too. And the nostalgia. I think Scrooge, to me. Scrooge gets me going, too. Because... But the, the jingle all the way gets me in the fucking meathead. Scrooge is a great one. Um, Dutch gets me in the fucking Thanksgiving guts. Man, Scrooge... Uh, Santa Claus just watched it. With, San- t- uh, with Tim, Tim Allen? Allen? Oh, that is a great fucking movie. The Santa Claus is one of those movies... Like, we just watched it and I was like, Man, I forgot how great this movie is. Both in concept and in execution. That was, that was a Did great- I mention that I... On the last show that I finally watched 10 Things I Hate About You. And? For the, no. fir- for the first time ever. No, you did not. For fir- Maria's like, let's watch 10 Things I Hate About You. I'm like, I'm not some angsty teenager yeah. in the 90s anymore. I've, I've never, never seen, seen that movie, ever. But it's... It's it's the taming of the shrew. Yeah. It's, it's Shakespeare. But like... It's a modern day Shakespeare without them putting it out there. Yeah, but it's actually... Larry Miller. It actually is a pretty funny movie. And Heath Ledger. Larry Miller plays an awesome dad. Yeah, it was. It, it really was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. I and, mean, and Jogo. Yeah, Joe's Gordon Levitt and, and and Alex Mack. Yeah. Oh man, she was fucking hot. I'm pretty sure I masturbated to her as a young teen, tween. But it was it was actually a pretty good movie. I'm like, if 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 I hadn't already seen like Can't Hardly Wait, I think I'd like that movie more. But I mean. You, you see one of those teen teen movies back in the day, you kind of seen them all. Weird or not weird, masturbating to an underage girl from back in the day. At this age? Yeah. Or? No, it's weird or not oh. weird. Oh, you don't know our new... Yeah, that's our new segment, weird or not weird. It depends. Are, are you thinking about her, like, at the time? Like, like yeah, you worked at school girl. Or are you saying, man, I wonder if she's hot now. Like, you know, or are you transporting yeah. your mind into teenage version I wouldn't say weird because I'm, although I'm 31, masturbating to a girl that was probably at the age of 15 at the time, 16 max, my brain is still stuck in that <laughs> 15 year That's not going to hold up in court, my friend. I know, but... Yeah, because I mean, Tiffany Amber Thiessen... <laughs> like, I, th- I thought you were going to pull Alyssa Milano or Alyssa from Milano, like... Or like uh, that was my next one. Uh, what's her face from Clarissa Explains It All? Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa Joan Hart. She never did anything for me. She was like my okay. first white girl crush. So you guys are nearing your mid-30s. Harrison Ford 
And I learned this on the You're Gonna Get a Disease episode. I think it was I learned this on the You're Gonna Get a Disease Harrison Ford was 34 when he shot Star Wars. And it turns out he was nailing Carrie Fisher through the whole series. So she's got she's writing a tell-all book. Mm-hmm. She was 19 at the time. And she's pissed. Or he's pissed about it. Well, I mean, because he was married at the time. <laughs> Could you picture, like, a 19-year-old? Like, you being a 19-year-old? No. Mostly because of the fact that I think I'd be annoyed with a 19-year-old, like, nowadays. Like, oh, my God, so what are you going to do? I don't know, I'm going to drink. You want to go drink? I'm not old enough. Well, I guess a 70s, 19-year-old isn't the same as, like, a Carrie Fisher was 19? Yeah. Throughout all of Star Wars? Yes, well, for, like the for first several year. years, she was 19, <laughs> Caesar. <laughs> that is not a smart question. That was the dumbest thing I have said in a very long time. Force Awakens, she was 19 through that whole movie. <laughs> and, oh. and it's not going to get funnier than that, folks. So, Holy fuck. Let's call that a podcast. And, and that was the best, the more you know, <laughs> that we've ever fucking had. Oh my god. Oh, man, I can't believe it. Alright, yeah. Let's log this off. Yeah. Alright. You got anything, bro? Um, of course, all the great great shows on You're Gonna Get a Disease. David Merkel was talking about starting a hooking up Facebook page. Nice. Just to kind of uh, not branch on his own, but so that he could post some stuff to. I think he said he's gonna make both of us moderators as well. <laughs> um. So, you're going to get a disease, um, that just happened, Something Gate, Das Drunks, The Badge Dialogues, and Hooking Up, all great shows on the Good Disease Networks, a little something for everybody, um, which I, I really, really pride our, us on doing that. Um, make sure, Geeks2GoGo, Reading King first. I feel like I need to start fucking doing my own sh- show, show soon. Uh, Paper Hero? Starter Kit. Well, Tony Arjadon and Red Novella on SoundCloud, but Starter Kit will be at the House of Blues yeah. December 23rd. House of Blues um, Chicago. They're the uh, House of Blues Chicago. Um, they will be the first band on, so be there early. I'm sure it probably will be an all-ages show. I don't know if they're going to play um, Tomorrow's Never Better. That That's like, even for a Starter Kit fan, that's like an old-school old school Starter Kit song. Hopefully they will, but um, we will most likely be there. Yes. So thank you guys so much. Uh, make sure you do your best to show up to that show. It's a big deal that they're doing this reunion. I was really excited just seeing that post that he put up about uh, possibly doing one. Really want to get him back over here. Yeah. Because he, he, he did a great job, and he's very energetic, and I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, technically, I mean, we didn't branch off of his uh, the other new segment we can add to the show, Delete Your Browser History. Yes. Oh man, a lot of porn talk that episode. Yes, yes, that was when I told you guys about Evil Ovio for the first time, right? Yep. Yes. <laughs> she hasn't come out with anything good enough lately, though. She's got to start doing anal too. All right, so um, I guess signing off from the FTC. I'm Ronnie Senior. Um, I'm Adam Flores. Uh, I'm Cesar Valdez. And um, that just happened. So long, everybody.
Price is right, Jingle? <laughs>